Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Nearly every day, there's yet another story about artificial intelligence and chat GPT, which hasn't always proven to be an infallible source of information, but a new iteration uh, of that has just been launched. News Talk's uh, tech correspondent Jess Kelly has been playing with, uh, around with that and also uh, the AI add-ons on Bing. Good afternoon, uh, Jess. Where would you like to start? I just want to start about talking about how great this is, right? However, okay. caveat straight away, some people have already made up their minds about artificial intelligence and the likes of ChatGPT because what happens is they'll see something on the news or they'll read something online that says this is going to spell the end of your career and your free will and mm. using your brain. That's yeah. not the case. There's a lot of misconceptions about what artificial intelligence is and particularly these chatbot style tools that are out there. ChatGPT really came to the fore at the end of last year and beginning of this year. And it was a noticeable improvement on a lot of the chatbot technology that existed for quite a while. But the other point to keep in mind here is because people always say to me, oh, I'm not tech savvy. But my thing is, well, if you've got a leap card, a debit card and a smartphone, you're using an awful lot of technology. You may not even be aware of all of the technology mm. around you. And artificial intelligence is pretty, pretty much everywhere. But what changed with ChatGPT and some of the successors that have followed on is that it's more conversational and it's more intuitive. And what's happened with the latest version of ChatGPT and the plugins and the other programs that are out there is that it's become more useful. Like, I don't know, do, have you played around with any of I these? I did. I mean, I played around with probably not this uh, iteration of ChatGPT, mm. the previous one. And, yeah. you know, did the usual thing, ask it who I was. It said I wrote cookbooks. Oh, do you? I've known Apparently you a long so, time. Yeah. And, I didn't I, know in, that. in my female form, I write cookbooks. <laughs> well, it was look. called How to Cheat on Your Husband in the Kitchen. <laughs> Adultery and cookbooks, all in the one thing. I would absolutely buy that to support yeah, you. Thank you. <laughs> but but this was one of the issues with it is that some people initially thought that it was a search engine. Yeah. At its core, it's a creative tool. And it's meant to, you know, when you hit that, it's just gone three o'clock now. You know, when you hit that three o'clock slump and your brain is kind of down to about 20 watts and it's it's not the sharpest. I found myself tapping into it to give me that bit of creative spark or do that, you know, heavy lifting in terms of whether it's brainstorming on your own, whether it is uh, writing emails and all the rest. So that's what it was. It was a creative tool rather than a search engine. And like that, some people dismissed it because it got stuff wrong. Mm. ChatGPT4 and the other one that I've, I've been using and I absolutely love, which is Bing AI. They are now more uh, akin to a search engine that you can ask in a question. So you can ask, who is Sean Moncrief? And it'll give you an answer. What I love is that it'll now give you citations. It'll give you references as to where it's pulling the information from. Okay. Because that was a big issue before. You know, you'd get this beautifully written paragraph about Sean Moncrief, but it would say that you write cookbooks or whatever it is, and there would be no references to where it's getting the information from. Mm, yeah. Now, there's a the story from the US that I absolutely love. Uh, a lawyer in the in the US was um, fighting a case, and he obviously had used ChatGPT as part of his prep, and he was pleading that there was precedence for a ruling to be made in his favour. But when the opposition read through his submission, it turns out four of the cases didn't actually exist. ChatGPT had completely <laughs> made them up. And so that's a danger of using this as a, as a factual tool, mm. particularly in its earlier forms when there was no citation. 
Right. Okay. So, so what should you be using it for then? Well, I, a few minutes ago, I've had a very busy day, sat down and I described your program Mm-hmm. to uh, the Bing AI. Right, okay. And I asked it to create a logo, an image for us to use as the image for your show. Okay. Didn't put in anything. I literally said, uh, draw or uh, put together an image for a radio program that talks about uh, movies, booze, bit of crack, but a man in his whatever. Yeah. This is the image. And I actually think it's very Sean Moncrief. This is the podcast image. Now, this okay. is all generative AI. Yeah, it's got a microphone. It's got a bottle of what looks like really cheap wine. Uh, uh, <laughs> some some popcorn. Cow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a snob. Oh, my God. Uh, and a bit of a light. Yeah, it's not bad. It's nicely lit as a, uh, as a picture as well. well it I, is, yeah. But again, because I've known you for a while, I actually think that that isn't a million miles away. I, I kind of mm. got the impression that it's, it, it used... Google to find a little bit about you and the tone of the show and all the rest. That's like, I wasn't, I was kind of expecting a cartoony, you know, Microsoft paint jobby. Yeah. It did this in less than 60 seconds. So if you go in and you put in, you know, draw up an image for whatever it is, whether it is a podcast or a presentation and you want something that's unique, you can feed that information in. On the Bing AI, and the reason why I keep on going on about this and that I like it is that when you go on to the main page, you have three options in terms of conversation style. You can either go more creative, more balanced or more precise. Okay, what what do those mean? Well, the creative is if you want something, if you want a creative uh, piece of content created. So whether that is, you know, a, a funny poem or a story for your best man speech or a podcast image like I just did, you select the creative right, option, you okay. feed in what you want. The more balanced is for, um, for example, if you are doing a, a PowerPoint presentation and you want to draw up, you want to condense some of the text in your presentation so it's short and snappy, I would feed in, you know, I'm going to give a two hour presentation about this topic. Here are my key points. Distill that language so that it's on 10 slides and it will be able to do that for me. It'll tell me what I need to add in or or what language to use or how to cut it down. And then there's the more precise, which is if you are looking for the who is Sean Moncrief or what is the meaning of life type questions, you go to the precise where it gives you accurate, not very creative language, but just to the point language answers. And what I love about it is that you can go back and ask it a follow up question. So I can say, well, tell me more about this or, you know, write that in a more conversational tone. You can give it feedback and it learns. And I have been using it for, I suppose, more, as I said, taking the pressure off my little brain cell when I'm a bit tired (laughs) to be a bit more creative and to brainstorm with myself. But I know some people, Sean, who don't write a single email without telling ChatGPT or Bing AI to do it for them. So say if you send me an email... And you say, Jess, uh, you were late to work this morning and that's not great. Any reason why? I'll feed in your email and I'd say, write a slightly passive aggressive but very firm email to Sean to tell him why I was late for work. And it'll do it in the tone that I want. I can then go back going, oh, make it a bit softer so he doesn't fire me. Yeah, yeah. And it can take on that feedback. And I know people who do this for everything. Huh. Yeah. Oh, the grimace. Then over, yeah, yes. But over (laughs) over time, then don't you lose the ability to do that for yourself? Yeah. And the thing that I don't like is that 
uh, I've received some of the emails generated by AI and you lose the sense of the person. You know, yes, the way yeah. we all have our little phrases, like there's someone in the office who always mocks me. I push up my glasses and start with sentences with, okay, so like we yeah. all have our little quirks and mm. that's the case in email as well. And in our tweets and in our Instagram posts, people get to know your style. And we do lose a bit of that with AI. There's also been instances where um, there was a very famous example here in Ireland a little while ago where the Irish Times put their hands up because an article uh, was published that had been generated by artificial intelligence. And there was nothing wrong with the article in terms of uh, it being defamatory or anything like that. But it raised the question of, would you care if artificial intelligence was presenting or presented in front of you without a disclaimer? So, for example, if you heard a minister giving a very impassioned speech about the cost of living crisis and homelessness in Ireland, and if you saw that politician delivering that speech, but it turns out it was written by AI, would you care? Would it make a difference if those words were generated by artificial intelligence? I think it would probably to most people still, to some extent or another, because people accuse politicians of being insincere at the best of times. Mm. Uh, um, I got a robot to write it for me. Yeah. Uh, But this is the world that we're entering is that because AI, so as I said at the top, artificial intelligence has been around a long time. What we're seeing now is this surge in terms of generative AI. And so it's not going to think for itself yet, touch wood, fingers crossed and all the rest, but it is going to take information, input, feedback on board to present a version of events to the world. Like I... We're talking quite a bit about, you know, online advertising and influencers and online um, posts and all the rest. What happens when influencers can go to the Bing AI and they can type up, uh, post a a perfect image of a young woman in her 30s wearing new, you know, shade three foundation with blemish free skin, laughing slightly while drinking a skinny latte. You know, how will we know if something has been authentically captured or if it is just generated like a few of the other versions of the the Moncrief images that I did up uh, featured a man it wasn't you it was an AI generated man and I had to delete it from my laptop because it freaked me out because although it looked like a man Mm. when you looked really closely you could you could kind of tell that it was AI but you couldn't fully tell it's AI and I'm now nervous about the amount of things that I would repost online yeah. There's no way of verifying if yeah. it's legit or not. And people are getting caught out. The Irish Times got caught yes. out there not long ago. Yeah. Uh. But, you know, in scenarios where, like coming up to the US presidential election, this is going to be a nightmare. It is yeah. just going yeah. to be a nightmare because, you know, certain people, certain parties, certain activists, if you want to call them that, will put their money into generating a whole host of content that is not real, but looks very real. And we, the public, have no way of knowing it. And what's scarier is the big tech companies don't have a way of identifying if it's real or not. There are certain things you can do in terms of reverse Google image and all that kind of stuff. But I I do think the mis and disinformation situation that we've been facing over the last few years is only going to get worse. And so not to scare everyone, ChatGPT and Bing AI and Google's Bard, they are fantastic tools in terms of personal productivity but you need to be careful in terms of how, when and why you're using it. 
And also, if you are using it extensively, you need to be careful to ensure that the, you know, that you're not, I suppose, pulling the wool over people's eyes and you're yeah, not using yeah. it in a bad way. So there is an ethical and moral conversation to be had, but uh, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer right now. Yeah. Jess, thanks for scaring the pants out of everybody you're now. Welcome. That started with, oh, this is so <laughs> useful. Now we're all going to die. Uh, News Talks uh, tech correspondent there, uh, Jess Kelly. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. with Anna Glaze on News Talk.